welcome to the Atmosphere Church Podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Atmosphere, thank you for downloading or streaming this message. We pray that it will touch your heart and change your life. Regardless of what you believe, where you come from, or what questions you might have, you are welcome here. Our desire is to help lead you in experiencing God by following Jesus. If you want to find out more information about us, head over to our website at atmosphere.church. We have already prayed for you that today's message would speak directly to your heart and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. Enjoy the message. What an amazing venue that God has provided for Atmosphere Church in the midst of a pandemic. I don't want to take this for granted because this is unusual, and I want to thank God for providing us a place to gather, and I don't ever want to take it for granted. But I love that video because there are so many things in life that we take for granted, and the opposite of taking something for granted is being grateful. And this is the week that we get to celebrate being grateful, right? It's not just a one day out of the year holiday, even though we do need to recognize and celebrate this holiday. Don't do like my daughters and my wife and go right from Halloween to Christmas, right? We've got to give Thanksgiving its rightful place in the holiday season and celebrate it for what it is. But it's, to me, Thanksgiving is the time that we can pause and remember the amazing ways that God has done things for our past, the amazing things that God is doing in our present, and the amazing things that God is wanting to bring in our future. And we wanna celebrate that. But here's what I've learned through all of the years of walking with Jesus. That is, gratefulness is not just an emotion that you feel. And sometimes you can feel it emotionally. I believe more than an emotion you feel, gratefulness is an attitude that you choose. That's why we like to call it gratitude, because there's attitude behind it. I don't know if that's really why they call it that, but it makes sense to me. And so if you have your Bible, we're going to be in a passage this morning. We're going to look at it intently. Luke chapter 17. It's, it's It's a text where we learn a lot about the power of giving thanks and what it can do and what it can unleash for our life. Because Even though we know it's something that we ought to do, many people don't know the full benefits of living a life of gratitude can bring for your life. But let me jump into this. Luke 17, if you have the YouVersion Bible app, you can follow along on the notes. So Luke chapter 17, it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, Jesus said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, say with me, as they went, as they went, that's a critical part of this, they were cleansed. They were healed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. 
And Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to this Samaritan, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now there's so much to this uh, event that Jesus has just been a part of. And I have to just point out a couple of things. That gratitude actually was a byproduct of the miracle, which was a byproduct of the obedience. Because before these guys were even healed, Jesus told them to go do something. Go show yourself to the priest. Now, in the Old Testament, we learn a lot about the hygiene of ancient Israel. That God had given Moses these laws of how to kind of take care of their people. And if anybody were to get a contagious disease, they were to go into quarantine. They were to separate themselves from the rest of people. And leprosy was a highly contagious disease. It would make COVID-19 look like nothing. I mean, once you contracted leprosy, you were told to leave the village, leave your family, and you could not come back until something changed in your life, until you were healed, and, and until something uh, was shown that you no longer were contagious. So the priests were kind of like, you know, the, uh, the, the doctors that would give the, you know, clearance for you to go back to your family, to go back to the village. And so this is what Jesus was telling them to do. Go back, show yourself to the priest. Now, I'm imagining if I'm the leper and I'm looking at my skin because that's what it was. It was a skin disease. So they probably had lesions all over their bodies and, and they're looking going, okay, I, I've heard stories about this man that he touched the leper and, and immediately the leprosy left. I'm looking at my skin. I still look the same. And I know I'm supposed to go to the priest to get the all clear that I can go see my family again. But I, I would think that I would see a healing before I could go to the priest and get my all clear. But none, nonetheless, I will listen to what Jesus told me to do. And I will go and show myself to the priest. I want to tell you a principle that has nothing to do with the subject matter that we're talking about today, but is vitally essential for you to understand when it comes to faith. That most of the time, and this isn't the only text we have in our Bibles that gives us this idea, most of the time, miracles happen as a byproduct of obedience. That God will come into your life and he will give you direction for your life. And there is a lot of times an if-then principle that happens for the breakthrough or the miracle that you want to take place for you or for your family or for your circumstances. God is calling us to do something, go a certain direction, live a certain way. And he says, if you do these things, then breakthrough miracles will happen for your life. These guys lived it. And as soon as they were obedient, they received the blessing of the miracle. But it says here that only one returned to give thanks to Jesus, and it was the Samaritan. There was a lot of racial tension going on between the Samaritans and the Jews. And so for the foreigner, for the, the guy that was kind of being marginalized in all of the, the colony of people, and the, the lepers kind of hung out together because, you know, misery enjoys company, right? Like, so you don't want to be by yourself in, in your isolation. So you take yourself and put yourself with all the other lepers. So he was the odd one because he was a Samaritan, but he still wanted people around. 
And he was the only one that went back to Jesus and said, I really want to thank you. This is amazing. And you brought this to me. The other nine, who we assume were all Jewish people, didn't come back to thank Jesus. And because of that, Jesus proclaimed over this man, your faith has made you well. Now that phrase in the Greek language and our New Testaments were originally written in the Greek language. It's an interesting meaning. It translates, your faith has saved you. Now, all 10 of them received a physical healing. I want you to understand that. All 10 of them were healed on the spot of their leprosy. But only this one Samaritan that came back and gave thanks was saved. I want to tell you something about yourself that you probably have already figured out in COVID. There's much more to you than your physical body. What science will tell us is there is a physical side of you, but there's also a mental side of you. And many people in COVID have realized that mental health is a big part of our life. And we have to make sure that we have strong, nice, good mental health, right? To live the kind of life that we want to live. We hear a lot about emotional health. There's an emotional element of your life. Then, of course, we're here to celebrate Jesus, to celebrate God because of our faith, which is the spiritual component of our life. So you are physical, you are mental, you are emotional. It sounds terrible. You're mental. (laughs) You're emotional and you're spiritual. There's four components that make up who you are. Now, the nine, they received a healing for that one component part of their life, their physical component. But this Samaritan pressed in and thanked Jesus. And because of that, because of his radical thanksgiving, he received a full throttle breakthrough that hit every component of his life, his emotional well-being, his mental well-being, and his spiritual well-being. And Jesus proclaimed over his life, you have been made well. You have been saved. I I am here to declare to you that gratitude isn't just some nice thing that we are to give away to our neighbor to love our neighbor. I am telling you, gratitude is the breakthrough for you in every part of who you are. You You gotta bring more gratitude into your life. What I love is sometimes uh I read the message. And it's not an actual translation of scripture, but Eugene Peterson, who's the author of the message, he takes scriptures and, and he just makes them a lot more colorful. He puts modern language and poetry in it. And I love how he writes Psalm 100 verse four. It says, enter with the password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him and worship him. What I love about this is that I want you to understand that when you say thank you, when you have an attitude of gratitude, as I like to call it, it opens doors nothing else can open for your life. Some of you are feeling stuck in a room that you cannot escape from. And I'm here to declare to you that open doors are waiting for you on the other side of gratitude. Doors are going to open for your life. See, I believe that gratitude is part of God's healing process for our brokenness. And we're all broken because of sin. 
The Bible tells us this. And because of that, there's a wonkiness, as I like to call it, not willy wonkiness, but there's a wonkiness of our life that it's just a byproduct of our brokenness. We're just quirky people sometimes. Look at your neighbor and say, you're pretty quirky, all right? You're pretty wonky. And, and, and look back at him and say, look who's talking, all right? We're, we're a wonky bunch of people. And, and here's, the, here's God's remedy for us. It's gratitude, part of his remedy for us. See, I know some people that struggle with high blood pressure and they have to take a pill every day to kind of manage that blood pressure. And something about that medication that they take is able to kind of uh, adjust their blood pressure to where they can be functional and it doesn't open the door for greater health issues. I know some other people, friends of mine, that they have thyroid issues. They have a, a, a hyperactive thyroid, uh, what do they call it, Hyp, hyperthyroidism or uh, hypothyroidism, but they take a pill every day to balance out their metabolism because their thyroid is wonky. I wanna tell you, just like somebody takes a pill to help their blood pressure, takes a pill to help them with their thyroid disease so that they can keep from going into some major health issues, God has given us gratitude as a way to help heal our wonkiness and to keep us from going into a deep dive of darkness in our life. Because without gratitude, that's what happens. In the book of Romans, I'm going to jump around here. In the book of Romans, it's interesting because it talks about this person that is following God, but they've gotten off track. Maybe, maybe that's been you in your past. Like you, were, you, you had a good heart for God. You, you had good ideas of faith, but then somehow just you drifted and you got off track. It's interesting to me that in the book of Romans, it gives a warning and it says this, it's, it's so fascinating. Romans 1, and you can read about this, the, the downward spiral of sin and the darkness that it can lead to. It says this in verse 21, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. Like I have read this so many times and that really never stood out to me. The part that always stood out to me was about honoring God but not giving thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. That part of the darkness that we may be experiencing in our lives in this COVID-19 pandemic may be a lack of gratitude in our lives. And God has sent me here to declare an attitude of gratitude to help pull you out of the darkness and let the light of God flood your soul. Let me give you a couple. This is God's medication, all right? 1 Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances. How many circumstances? And that wasn't, that, that wasn't strong enough. How many circumstances? All, even during a pandemic, be thankful for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You are moving yourself in the direction of what God wants for your life when you are a thankful person in all circumstances. Did you wake up thankful today? Did you wake up and say, God, I'm just thankful. And you say, Pastor, come on, give me a break. 2020 has been terrible. Can I give you something to be thankful for right now? 2020 is almost over. <laughs> that we can all agree on. We can be grateful that this year is almost fully behind us. Here's another one. Colossians 4 verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude 
of thanksgiving, with an attitude of thanksgiving. I want to give you some benefits here besides this idea of just God, you know, bringing us out of our wonkiness uh, of what gratitude really does for our lives. Number one, write this down. Gratitude increases your faith and increases your faith. See, here's part of our brokenness is we have a short-term memory problem. We only remember what God has done for us lately, but we forget what God has done for us in our past. We forget the things that we ought to remember, but we remember the things we ought to forget. That's part of the brokenness. And there are amazing things. If we just pause long enough and think about it hard enough of what God has really done in our life. Think about this. The the time that, that you were at your life's end and you reached out to heaven in a prayer of desperation and God met you. A friend called you. Something came on to confirm it to you. Or, or maybe in a desperation, your marriage has fallen apart. You came to church and the pastor preached that Sunday about something specifically and it healed your marriage and it brought you recon- reconciliation in your marriage. You're like, whoa, God has done so many amazing things. When you think about the way God has met you in the rough circumstances of your past, it will help you deal with your current circumstances in the present because the same God that was faithful to you back then is the same God that is here today to be faithful to you now. Come on, somebody. You need to be thankful because God is here to do the same thing he's done for you before in times past, but you got to remember it. And it'll bring up that faith. David did this all the time. David has some lousy circumstances, but check this psalm out. Psalm 20, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust him with all of my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. When's the last time you were somewhere and you just bust out in a song of thanksgiving? When was the last time you just gave some shouts like, God, I'm so thankful. I was, I was driving up to the golf course today. There's something about it. I don't know if it's the trees turning colors, but I just love the fall vibe, don't you? I just love the trees turning colors. And I just pulled into the golf course like, God, I'm so grateful. I just started shouting it as loud as I could. I'm not a best singer, but I can be a good shouter. And that was so healthy for me to do because it increases my faith as I'm handling the things that are going on right now and even in my future. Number two, write this down. Gratitude transforms your anxiety into peace. It transforms your anxiety into peace. One thing I've learned about anxiety, struggling with it for the last few years and having a wife that has had some difficulties with anxiety, anxiety loves to amplify all the things that are wrong in your life. It loves to amplify all the things that you don't have in your life. This is why social media can sometimes be the most horrible thing you can expose yourself to if you struggle with anxiety. Because as you're scrolling other people's stuff, it's reminding you when everyone's showing you their highlight reel and all you can think of is your low life moments is like, I don't have that. Uh, my, my life doesn't have that. And so you get, you know, this, this, this thing gets amplified inside of you. But here's what I want you to know, that when you switch your focus 
and, and you stop looking at what you don't have or you stop focusing on all the things that are wrong in your life and you start giving thanks to God for all the things that you do have and for all the things that are right in your life, all of a sudden this shift takes you from anxiety into peace. Your anxiety transforms into peace. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Check this out. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And here it is. And thank him for all he has done. Then, say with me, then. There, here's, that, here's this conditional promise. Then you will experience God's peace. So when you pause and you start thanking God for all the things that are right in your life, for all the things that you have for your life, then the anxiety gets switched and becomes peace. Because no longer are you focused on the negative, you are giving God praise for all the positive. Because every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. That's what the word declares to us. And it says, then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So gratitude is a protector of your being and pushes anxiety out and actually pulls peace in. Are you tracking with me? Okay, this is important, especially for those of you that tend to struggle with anxiety. This is where gratitude is a major benefit. Number three, write this down. Gratitude cultivates contentment in your life. Because what happens when you don't have an attitude of gratitude, your life has this vacuum, and in place of gratitude, you take on grumbling. You take on complaining. Because when, when you're not grateful, you become grumpy. When, when, you're, when you're in a place where you're not recognizing some good, valuable, positive things in your life, then you turn to this idea of, of looking at all of these negative things, the things that aren't working the way you want them to work out. And then you get really negative on all kinds of fronts. So I want to declare to you right now, that your attitude of gratitude actually gives you a sense of contentment that even though circumstances aren't perfect and aren't maybe the way that you expect them to be, you're going to be okay. Things are going to be fine. When you have a grateful heart, that's the way that you handle circumstances when they're not ideal. I'll give you an example of my own life. This is a couple months ago. This is when it was like, you know, the hottest week on record, I think uh, Granada Hills or, or the, the valley there recorded its hottest day in history. Remember that day? I think it was a Sunday, wasn't it? it? It was on the weekend. Hottest day, okay? That weekend, I was at the store buying some stuff for the church, and I was at Costco, and I came out, and I should have known better, but I ignored it. I just, for whatever reason, didn't pay any attention and didn't do anything about it. But my, my car battery was acting up, and I went out after I bought all these groceries, some groceries that needed to be refrigerated right away, and I go to start the car to go home, and I had about three things planned out for my day that day, and I go to start the car, and instead of it starting up, and so I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't need this today. In Jesus' name, let this car start. In faith, I believe it's going to start. I was like, ah. Oh. 
And I have to be honest, I have to be transparent. I was, I was feeling really defeated and bummed out. Like, okay, my day's not gonna go like what I want. What about this stuff, cold stuff? And then I caught myself going into a spirit of grumbling. You, you know it's a spirit of grumbling because when you start complaining or grumbling in like a group of people, they will start complaining and grumbling too. It's like infectious. Like it's, it's like COVID itself. Like you, just experiment. Go to the grocery store and, and next time you're waiting in line, just tell somebody like, isn't this a slow line? And they're gonna say, oh yeah. Matt, I will tell you, we identify with each other. We, I mean, we can pick up conversations with strangers based upon our identity of grumbling together. That's a sad commentary for our culture. But it's a spirit. And it can get the best of men. And I was in this place. I could feel it kind of like taking over. I was getting frustrated. It was hot. I was sweating. I didn't, I, I didn't really have time for this. And then I said, Lord, help me right now to be grateful. And I just paused. I said, I'm grateful right now that I'm sitting in a car that's paid for. I don't have a car payment. I, I own this car. God, I'm, I'm grateful right now that that I, I just went to Costco and I, I have groceries in my car. Lord, I'm grateful that I have a family that can come and rescue me right now. I'm grateful for AAA that I can call them right now and they're gonna come and they're gonna jump my battery, maybe even give me a new battery. So Lord, I'm grateful. I, I noticed immediately the temperature changed in my car. Even though it was hot, I was no longer hot internally. I was cooled down. Like the, the gratitude of God cooled me off and now I had a fresh perspective. I was content. And I went from being miserable to being ministry-minded. Because now I'm thinking, maybe the timing of this is because there is somebody at AAA that I need to minister to that is going to come out and help me, and I'm going to build a relationship with somebody. And so I started praying for the person that was going to come out and jump, start my car. And then he came out, and then I got to minister to him. And it was so awesome because I felt the Lord say, give him $40. I, I don't carry cash on me, so I go to my car going, Lord, I hope there's cash in here somewhere. And right there in this uh, glove compartment was an envelope, and it had 40 bucks in it. And I was like, well, thank you, Lord, for that. It might have been your $40. I don't know. But it was, it was in my car, and the Lord said, give it to this guy. So I gave it to him. I said, hey, bro. I said, man, I, I just really feel compelled to give this to you for you and your wife. You need to take her out on a date. He goes, man, thank you so much. She's a teacher, and it's been really difficult in the season, and this is going to bless us. We have two little kids at home. I go, man, this is from God. And it was a beautiful, heavenly moment, but it could have turned out so differently if my attitude was in a different place. Are you following me? How many opportunities are we missing out on because instead of dealing with a spirit of contentment, we're dealing with the spirit of complaining and we're missing out on the miracles that God is bringing into our life? That's so good for us all to hear. So with that in mind, I want to give you guys three practical. This is, I can't say there's Bible verses. I want to be really practical with you right now on how to raise your GQ. Okay, I'm not talking about the old school magazine GQ, all right? Because some of you are like, yeah, I kind of like, need to get my G. No, I'm talking about your gratitude quotient, your GQ, your grat. I'm gonna give you three practical ways that you can 
take this message, to take this talk, to take this example, the Samaritan that went back and gave thanks to Jesus, that gave him a full throttle breakthrough. I'm going to give you three practical things that you can do to raise that gratitude quotient, to live in this place of breakthrough for your own life. Write this down. Number one, write out a prayer list of things you're thankful for. We all have a prayer list, right? And some of us we, we're on Facebook, and we're hearing, hey, pray for my mom, pray for my family, pray for me, and, and all of this stuff. And we're, we're asking God all the time, God, help us, help us, help us, help us. But when's the last time you took your prayer time, and before you went to the needs list, you went to the thanks list? Just giving thanks to God. For some of us, that sounds so weird. Like, your prayer list of thanksgiving? Yes. Do you know that science has backed this principle up, that people that keep a gratitude journal next to their bed and write in it every day of their lives. Um, we're not talking about people of faith. We're just talking about people in general, that people that are mindful and intentional to write down things they're grateful for every day have a more well-meaning and, and uh, fulfilled life than people that don't. I mean, studies have been done university after university. People that are more grateful tend to be happier people in general. That makes sense because the Bible tells us this. But what if we just pause and we say, God, before we get to all of the needs, we want to get to the thanks. Right now, think about it. Even if you're, you're taking notes, write down Three things, boom, that come right to your mind that you're thankful for. And remember that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So those things that are good and perfect, those are from God. So thank God for them. Write that down. Say, God, I'm thank you. I'm thankful that I am born again. I'm thankful that I'm filled with your Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for the family that you've given me. I'm thankful for my church that you've continued to allow me to meet in person with. I mean, whatever it is, write it down. And some of you will take you a whole hour to write down all the things you're thankful for, and it will raise your GQ. Number two is take a moment and give thanks every time before you eat. Here's something we all have in common. We all eat. And most of us eat at least three times a day. Some of us, we may eat some more. But what if we had a, a discipline that every time before we ate, we just took a minute or two minutes and just thank God. Thank God for what he's doing in our life for the food that we're about to eat. Do you know the first person in the Bible that gave thanks before they broke bread was Jesus? It was a practice that he introduced us to. And we take this practice as he was doing this in the Last Supper with his disciples. He told us this, he said, as often as you eat and drink, do this in remembrance of me. And this is where we get the idea of communion and taking Holy Communion, is because we want to take these, these uh, elements of, of bread and wine or juice, and, and we want to take a moment and thank God for the gift of salvation that he gave us through his son Jesus, his own blood and his own body being killed on the cross. So we are to give thanks every time that we are to eat and do this in remembrance of Jesus. How much greater would our life be if we actually did this, not to be some kind of like check the boxing, but Scott, God, and you don't have to pray in King James like, oh, Lord, thou loveth me and I loveth thee. And right now I just prayeth to thee, 
to bless my food if, and thank you for, for my mouth if, you know, all this, the, you just say, God, thank you. Thank you. I just want to say thank you before I'm about ready to, to dive into this Chipotle burrito right now. I'm just going to say thank you for what you've done in my life, what you're doing and what you're about to do. All right. Here's the third thing is send a thank you note to someone who's helped your life in some way. This is full circle, and I gotta, I gotta get us home here. Some of us have seen relationships get thrashed during COVID. I have fielded so much, and not just marriages, we're talking families, and it, and it hasn't just been the pandemic. But the, the divisions that are happening in families and in friendships all over the place from this political season that we just went through and, and all of the things with that and then the social injustice things that we just went through over the summer. And, and people are just really devastated in some of these relationships that they've had in their life their whole life. People unfriending people that they love on, on Facebook just because they saw the world differently. This is weird. But I, I, I'm here to tell you something. That writing out a thank you note, I mean an old school thank you note. I have these thank you cards. I brought them today just because I want to make this so easy for you to do and be obedient to do. I have like 500 of these thank you cards, and I want you to grab one of these before you leave. And I want you to pray and say, God, show me somebody that has impacted my life that has helped my life in some way. And, and I want you to take a pen and just write. It doesn't have to be a book. It could be a little paragraph. But this is what I know to be true because I've experienced it on the other end. When somebody goes out of their way to thank you and are grateful for you, man, it has a healing power, I think, better than any other thing that we can do to show appreciation. There's marriages that are in this place today that are stuck in a rut and simply showing gratitude towards your spouse is going to be the difference maker in your marriage. Babe, I love you and I appreciate every little thing that you do, the way you wake up early and take care of the family, the way you go to work and you work hard the, the way you're always just being mindful to, of, of my needs over your needs, just to take a moment and to be grateful for the relationships that are in your life. It's not only going to raise your GQ, it's going to bring a much needed reconciliation and restoration into that relationship. I really believe some relationships are going to be restored today from a thank you note that your church is given to you free of charge. All right? You take it. Some of you, you, you may need to take three of these things. So I'm going to do it. Others of you, hey, if you know the address and you're procrastinating, give us the address and we will gladly mail it off for you. But you, you got to put your address on it. We can't read your mind and, and where your friend lives. All right? So if you know their address, write it down. We'll mail it off for you. Just leave it on that table. We'll grab it and we'll put it in the mail tomorrow. 
But the bottom line is God is in this place to declare to your life that gratitude is much more than a date on our calendar once a year that we celebrate. This is a breakthrough for you moving from where you are to the place that God wants you to be. It's found in gratitude. Thank you for tuning in today to another great message from Atmosphere Church. If this message has spoken to your heart, would you take a moment and share it with your friends? You can connect with us on Spotify, iTunes Podcast, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply do a search for Atmosphere Church through these various platforms and then click the follow or subscribe buttons. It's another great way for us to be able to stay connected with you. If you live in the Southern California area, we would love to invite you to be a part of our family. For more information about our church, go to our official website at atmosphere.church. Finally, if this service and our other resources bless you, would you consider giving back to Atmosphere Church to support not just these things, but to also support the creation of even more resources for you? To make a donation, simply go to our website and click the link that says Give. Your gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Until next time, we pray you will keep the faith, spread the hope, and live the love.